you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite Clear Liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Bite.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's Monday, April 17th. Let's start with what you missed over the last week. Then we'll move on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. All right, so apologies for the quick episode today. We actually spent this morning in the puppy ER. So puppy is fine, but it surely cut off a lot of my morning. So um, so apologies for that, but let's go ahead and get rolling because baseball was crazy. The Rays officially tied the best start in MLB history with 13 straight games without a loss. However, that's where the dream start ended. The Rays fell twice to the Blue Jays before breaking the record to hold it alone. The 13-0 run tied the 1982 Braves and the 1987 Brewers, who both started 13-0 as well. The best start ever was 1884 St. Louis Maroons, but that was a part of the Union Association, not technically the MLB, so thus the tied the best start in the MLB. The Twins put up a nine-run first inning against the Yankees on Monday. Talk about a crazy start. They also shelled out $73.5 million for right-handed pitcher Pablo Lopez. He signed a $4 million deal. That is actually being finalized as of today. There is That is a big upgrade for Lopez as he currently is making $5.45 million and only joined the team in January. Also, pitcher Trevor Bauer debuted his first game in the Japanese minors. Even though he won the Cy Young Award in 2020, he is serving a suspension of 324 games. That is the first of its kind by the MLB after he violated the league's stance on domestic violence and sexual assault, i.e. committing them, for beating a San Diego woman in 2021. So that's why you haven't seen his name in a little bit, but he has officially debuted in Japan. 
Moving along to the NBA, because we got a lot to cover for the NBA today. We had play-in games starting last Tuesday, which was the, the 7v8 matchups. The Hawks handily beat the Heat 116-105, to whereas the Lakers-Timberwolves game went into overtime before the Lakers survived. Both teams earned their spot in the tournament, and the losers go on to play the 9v10 winner for the final spots. So Wednesday, we had the 9v10 matchups, which was a lose and go home situation. The Raptors were up 11 at half, but Levine dropped 39 points to take the upset for the Bulls. That is huge because the Bulls have a losing record. They are 40 and 42, but that seemed to be the magic number on Wednesday because the Thunder had the same record and they beat the Pelicans by five. So then Friday was the last play-in games. So the the losers from the 7v8s and the winners from the 9v10s. And the Bulls' luck came to an end after Jimmy Butler went off for 31 points to take the game for the Heat. Also, the Timberwolves killed the Thunder 120-95 to to earn the final spot in the playoffs. Then we move over to round one, which began on Saturday. The 76ers hit 21 three-pointers to beat the Nets 121 to 101. To no one's surprise, the Celtics handled the Hawks. The Boston team scored 45 points in the second quarter and were up by 30 at half. They cruised to a first game win. The Knicks upset the Cavaliers in a close one. The Cavs only lost nine games at home before that. So that was a big upset there. The Kings Warriors game was a great one. It was close. It had comebacks and lead changes. The Warriors lost by three and are now 11 and 30 away, but just wait till they get back home. The Lakers upset the Grizzlies 128 to 112 in game one. The Memphis team was up six at half, but the second half for the Lakers, they stormed back to win by 16. John Morant exited the game with an apparent hand injury in the fourth quarter. LeBron is also 27 and two in playoff series after he wins game one. Something to watch as we move forward. Rant was not the only star to go out in game one. Giannis Antetokounmpo left game one early with a lower back injury when in their game versus the Heat. Needless to say, the Bucks fell to the Heat 130 to 117. L.A. in general had a good first round as the Clippers also beat the Suns 115 to 110. Kawhi Leonard scored 38 points to take his team past Kevin Durant and Chris Paul. Westbrook really did not have a good night going three for 19, but came up clutch in the moment at the end of the game with a all important stuff. The Suns only scored 18 points in the first quarter. Yikes. Speaking of yikes, the Timberwolves had a terrible game. They only scored 80 points, and needless to say, they lost to the Nuggets by 29. I did not misspeak. That is 29 points. Jamal Murray had not played in a playoff game since 2020 due to injuries, and then the last time he played at home, the arena was still called the Pepsi Center because obviously 2020 they played in that NBA bubble, so it was a wonderful homecoming for Murray. That kind of wraps up playoff news to start. So we are only game one in all across the East and the West. And then games two begins tonight. 
Also, Michael Jordan's shoes from the 1998 Championship Series Game 2 sold for $2.2 million. He actually originally gave them to a ball boy after scoring 37 points during that game. And now I'm guessing that ball boy is uh, very, very rich (laughs) because that is the most expensive shoes ever bought. We have a little bit of NFL news as quarterback Jalen Hurts and the Eagles have reached a five-year, $255 million extension. Now, this contract has no trade clause and has 179 guaranteed. So hope you Philly fans like it when it hurts so good. The Commanders are being sold to the owner of the 76ers, Josh Harris, for $6 billion. That is with a B. But it looked to be final, but other bids are still in play. The sale, again, is not final, but the bid has been submitted to the league for approval. Moving along to golf, Matthew Fitzpatrick won the RBC Heritage at Hilton Head in a playoff over defending champion Jordan Spieth this weekend. The playoff was over three holes. They played 18, 17, and then 18 again. Fitzpatrick hit his nine iron within a foot on the final hole to win by a birdie. This course was special to the English golfer. He used to go as a spectator where all he wanted to do was see Tiger Woods, but he only played once when Matt was four, so in 1999. Fitzpatrick even has a Harbor Town lighthouse-like head cover in his golf bag. The leaderboard was also full of well-known names. Patrick Cantlay and Xander Schauffele finished third and fourth, so lots of popular names at the top of that leaderboard. We do also have some hockey because we are officially, as of tonight, in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. So in the East, we have the matchups that are the Islanders versus the Hurricanes, the Panthers versus the Bruins, the Rangers versus the Devils, and the Lightning versus the Maple Leafs. In the West, the matchups are the Wild versus the Stars, the Kings versus the Oilers, the Jets versus the Golden Knights, and the Kraken versus the Avalanche. Also on Team USA Hockey News, in a nice upset, Team USA beat Canada for the Women's Hockey World Championship gold medal last night. Veteran Hillary Knight scored three of the six goals for the United States, including the one to take the lead with just 3-10 left in the game. This was the United States' 10th gold medal, but it was the first in four years as the two powerhouses keep flip-flopping the top spot. They literally have been in the gold medal match 21 times. The United States' last gold, that was the 2018 Winter Games in South Korea. The United States team had five rookies and was down one goal each time before Knight scored two times within 27 seconds. So remember a couple weeks ago, we did have another super quick goal that set a record. Well, two and 27 seconds. That also wasn't the only goal on the ice either, as Team USA also won figure skating world team championship as well. Sticking kind of with that championship mindset, it was the semifinals and finals this weekend for NCAA women's gymnastics, and only Utah has made it to all of the NCAAs. So let's start with the semifinals. 
LSU and Florida advanced from semifinal number one. That was the afternoon session. Then we had the evening session, and it was stacked and close. Oklahoma was in third after the first rotation, but had their spot basically locked before the final rotation. That was vault for them. Literally, all they had to do was land on their feet, and they took it easy. It was very apparent. Utah, however, took UCLA down to the wire, but put them away with a 10 by O'Keefe on beam. Utah and Oklahoma advanced to the final. Jordan Childs actually was one judge shy of a 10 earlier in the night, but then ended semifinal number two with a 10 on bars. We all thought that meant she had the all-around title in hand, but then literally at the exact same time, right after Jordan Childs finished, Utah's O'Keefe gets that 10 on beam to take it away. So O'Keefe wins the all-around. So the discipline, individual disciplines were decided in the semifinals, which was Thursday, and then the finals were decided and the team championship was decided on Saturday. So LSU had been the runner-up in three of the last six national championships. Utah's O'Keefe hits another perfect 10 on beam in the final, and that was not the only one. Trinity Thomas from Florida officially tied the NCAA record for the most perfect tens with 28 in the final vault of her career. She probably would have had more, and that's not coming from a Florida fan, but she got injured about two weeks ago, so she actually had to come back from that injury, and I can't believe she got it a 10 on vault. It was electrifying to watch, and it was a tight race down to the wire, but the Sooners take the national championship and are back-to-back champions, and six of the last nine belong to the Sooners. Also, during that broadcast, ESPN announced that next year will be the start of a quad meet between Oklahoma, LSU, Utah, and UCLA. This will be televised on ABC, so big-time main channels, and that will take place in both 2024 and 2025. So exciting stuff happening in the women's sports world. It'll be nice to watch those four teams come back to compete against each other year after year. So the final was Oklahoma with 198.38 points. Also, the Sooners led led after every rotation. So even though Florida came on strong at the end to finish with 198.23, so just .15 behind the Sooners, it still didn't matter. And then Utah got third with LSU bringing up the rear in fourth. That finishes out what happened over the last week. Now let's go over what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So again, as we always do, we start with the MLB. So Tuesday, catch the Mets at the Dodgers at 9-10 on TBS. That will be McGill versus Kershaw, by the way. On Friday, you can catch the Blue Jays at the Yankees at 6.05. That will be on Apple TV+, Plus. followed by the Astros at the Braves at 6.20, also on Apple TV+. Plus. That's a new platform here. Saturday, the White Sox at the Rays, or depending on where you're geographically located, the Mets at the Giants. That will be at 3.05 on Fox, followed by the Tigers at the Orioles at 6.05 on Fox Sports 1. Rounding out the week for the MLB, the Rockies at the Phillies at 11.05 on Peacock, and the Mets at the Giants at 6 on ESPN. Moving along to NCAA baseball and softball, and oddly enough, no 
baseball games are ranked versus ranked matchups this week. We do have plenty of ranked teams playing, but not ranked versus ranked. So check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports for those. But we do have some softball heavy hitters. On Thursday, softball number four, Florida State versus number 17, VTEC at six on ESPN2, followed by number three, Oklahoma State versus number eight, Texas at eight, also on ESPN2. Friday, catch number three, Oklahoma State versus number eight, Texas at 11 a.m. on ESPNU, followed by number 24, Auburn versus number 14, Alabama at eight on SEC. Saturday, we have four ranked first ranked matchups starting in the ACC. Number four, Florida State versus number 17, VTech at one on ACC Network, followed by the SEC. Number 15, Florida versus number six, Tennessee at three on ESPNU. Or if you'd rather watch number 24, Auburn versus number 14, Alabama play again, they also will play at three on SEC Network. And then number 11, Arkansas versus number 16, Kentucky at five on ESPN2. Heavy hitter for the SEC there. Same kind of deal on Sunday. Number 24, Auburn versus number 14, Alabama, 1130 on ESPN, followed by number 15, Florida versus 6, Tennessee at 6 on SEC. And then number 11 versus number 16, Kentucky to round it out at 7 on ESPNU. In the NBA, like I said, we've got game twos beginning tonight, and I believe they're actually already in progress. So in the East, the Nets at the 76ers at 6.30 on TNT, followed by the West, the Warriors at the Kings at 9. The 76ers lead that first series, and the Kings lead that next one. Again, this is just the second game, though. Tuesday, in the East, the Hawks at the Celtics at 6. That's only available on NBA NBA TV. The Celtics lead that the East, also in the East, the Knicks at the Cavaliers at 6.30 on TNT. New York leads that. And in the West, the Clippers at the Suns at 9 on TNT. The Clippers lead that series. Wednesday, we'll round out all of Game 2s with the West, the Lakers at the Grizzlies at 6.30 on TNT. Again, LA leads that. The East, the Heat at the Bucks at 8 on NBA TV. Miami leads that. And in the West, the Timberwolves at the Nuggets at 9 on TNT and Denver leads that. So Thursday, we'll start game threes. The 76ers at the Nets at 6.30 on TNT. The Kings at the Warriors at 9. And then the Suns at the Clippers at 9.30 on NBA TV. On Friday, the Celtics game three at the Hawks at 6 on ESPN, followed by the Cavaliers at the Knicks at 7.30 on ABC. And then the Nuggets at the Timberwolves at 8.30 on ESPN. Rounding out the weekend, we do get to game four. So this is the fastest a game a series can be put away. And that is if there's a straight sweep. So everybody wins the exact amount of games it requires. So Saturday in the East, the 76ers at the Nets at noon on TNT. The Suns at the Clippers at 2.30, also on TNT. And in the East, the Bucks at the Heat at 6.30 p.m. on ESPN. On Sunday, the East, the Cavaliers at the Knicks at 12.30 on, or at 12 on ABC, followed by the Kings at the Warriors at 2.30. And then in the East, the Celtics at the Hawks to round out the weekend at 6 on TNT as well. 
We do also have some football this weekend. It is the XFL and USFL are both in action. It is the final weekend of XFL regular season. So starting with the Orlando Guardians versus St. Louis Battlehawks at 11 on ESPN, followed by the USFL Houston at NOLA at 1130 on USA. Then the XFL DC Defenders versus San Antonio at two on ABC. The Defenders are already in to the playoffs. There are two final spots, and I'll get to who has the other one in a second. Then the USFL, same on Saturday, the Memphis at Birmingham at 6 p.m. on Fox. Moving along to Sunday, USFL New Jersey at Pittsburgh at noon on NBC. The XFL Houston Roughnecks at the Arlington Renegades, Houston and Dallas hate each other so that'll be a fun matchup at 2 p.m on espn but houston is already in the playoffs so even though this is the last regular season week they are already in arlington has not played well recently so they desperately need this game to stay in the playoff picture the usfl michigan at philly at six on fox sports one and rounding it out the vegas vipers at seattle sea dragons at six on espn two the PGA Tour goes to New Orleans this weekend for the Zurich Classic. The round, first round will begin at 3 on Golf Channel on Thursday, followed by the second round on Friday, also at 3 on Golf Channel. Then the round 3 will be on Saturday at 1 on Golf Channel, and it will change over to CBS at 2. You could also catch the LPGA Chevron Championship on NBC at 3 on Saturday as well. And then Sunday, the Zurich Classic final round will be at 1 on Golf Channel and then 2 on CBS. Something to keep in mind, the Zurich Classic actually counts upwards and it is a team event. So a little bit funky format there. Um, Like I said, it counts upwards. So the higher score is actually what you want, which is very counterintuitive in the game of golf. Then the LPGA Chevron Championship final round will be at 3 on NBC, also on Sunday. All right, so we all know it's NBA playoffs, but it is also, like I said, the Stanley Cup playoffs. Game ones tonight in the East, the Islanders at the Hurricanes at 6 on ESPN2, followed by the Panthers at the Bruins at 6.30 on ESPN. Moving over to the West, the Wild at the Stars at six at 8.30 on ESPN2, followed by the Kings at the Oilers at 9 on ESPN. Finishing out round one on Tuesday, the East Rangers at the Devils at 6 on TBS, then the Lightning at the Maple Leafs at 6.30 on ESPN. Then the West, the Jets at the Golden Knights at 8.30 on ESPN2, followed by the Kraken at the Avalanche at 9 on ESPN. Games 2 will be on Wednesday and Thursday. The Islanders at the Hurricanes at 6 on ESPN2. The Panthers at the Bruins at 6.30 on ESPN. The Wild at the Stars at 8.30 on ESPN2. And the Kings at the Oilers at 9 on ESPN. Thursday, also finishing out Games 2. Lightning at the Maple Leafs at 6 on ESPN. The Rangers at the Devils at 6.30 on TBS. The Kraken at the Avalanche at 8.30 on ESPN. And the Jets at the Golden Knights at 9 on TBS. Then we flip-flop locations. So for Games 3, you travel to the opposite team. Friday, Hurricanes at the Islanders at 6 on TBS. The Bruins at the Panthers at 6.30 on TNT. The Stars go to the Wild at 8.30 on TBS. And the Oilers go to the Kings at nine on TNT rounding out games three on Saturday the Golden Knights at the Jets it's at three on TBS the Maple Leafs at the Lightning at six on TBS the Devils at the Rangers at seven on ABC the Avalanche at the Kraken at nine on TBS 
we do start game fours on Sunday and that you will stay in that same location. The Hurricanes at the Islanders at 12 on TNT. The Bruins at the Panthers at 2.30 also on TNT. Stars at the Wild at 5.30 on TBS and the Oilers at the Kings at 8. I could not find any Olympic sports on TV this weekend. So you're off the hook there. And of course, there's always soccer Premier League. But we also have on Wednesday an international friendly game, the United States versus Mexico. That is truly an international friendly at nine on TBS. That wraps it up for me this week. If you think we didn't have enough going on, I'm sorry, is NHL and NBA playoffs not enough for you? (laughs) So it is a crazy time with MLB also in the mix. So check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports, for plenty more. I just don't want to bore you reading out everything. But I'll catch you all next week for the weekly update.